Good morning, church. Everything's all abuzz this morning. It's so exciting. Come on in and have a seat. Whether you're joining us online, whether you're joining us here in person, we're loving the energy that just seems to be, everybody seems to be full of it today. Must be the Holy Spirit at work. We love that. As we're coming together today, we're excited to continue our service in um, our sermon series on leading causes of life. Looking forward to continue that walk through it. I'm here to share a few announcements with you. And before we get to those, let's not forget the traditional way we greet each other on a Sunday morning. May the grace and peace of our risen Lord be with you. So in your bulletins today, a couple things we want to highlight for you. Um, we are continuing in our fish fries for fall. Had a great turnout this Friday. From what I understand, we sold 347 meals. And so that's a good thing. If you are able to show up and still help, of course, we can always use another pair of hands. And if not, just bring some friends and enjoy the fellowship and the food. Another thing to pay attention to is that this week or the next Feeding Hope meal is going to be a little different approach. They want to do some breakfast-oriented foods. So Sandy has a particular list of things she's looking for that's also in your bulletin. If you are able to contribute, make sure you do that. Also, we are starting another Bible study this coming Tuesday. This is the one on tough stuff. The ones where we're taking on some hard issues, looking at them scripturally. We're not going to be attacking each other and trying to just tell people they're wrong. We're here to learn together, to explore together around some of these hard questions that are confronting us in life. What does the Bible teach us and how do we help each other? If you're interested in that kind of dialogue, you can see me or Linda Barsakowski because we're going to be facilitating it. And if you're interested, we will get you ways to connect to it. It's a great opportunity to learn and grow together. So with all that in mind, please be mindful of everything, everything else that's in the bulletin. And now let's open our hearts as we get ready to praise God by singing together. Good morning, everybody. And good morning to everyone online. I don't know, usually when somebody tells me I'm full of it, it's not a positive thing. (laughs) I guess it depends on what you're full of. And today, Pastor Kathy is going to be talking about us reflecting that light of Christ. And one of our opening hymns in the chorus says it perfectly. He said, freely, freely you have received, freely, freely give. Go in my name, and because you believe, others will know that I live. I invite you to stand for our two opening hymns, Rise Up, O Men of God, and Freely, Freely.
Good morning. It is good to see your faces this morning. I want you to imagine with me looking over your shoulder and seeing the very first person who demonstrated to you the light of Christ. Think about the face. Think about the place. Think about how it impacted you that someone, someone, back there, or not yet, has shared with you that sense of how much God loves you. I want you to think about that, and then I want you to imagine being in the dark of the night, not in a bad place, but in the dark of the night where there is no light, and you look back and you see that light. You see that light of that person who, much like John the Baptist, came to shine the light, but not to be the light. So it is that we travel this well-lit road of those who bless and we who are blessed. So let us give thanks for these saints that we sing about and this free opportunity to worship and praise God. Let's pray. Oh Lord, may we see you, may be reflected on the faces of our brothers and sisters, may be reflected in the beauty of sunsets and sunrises. But in whatever light it is, Lord, may we always see you in the love, in the generosity, in the kindness, in the transformational power 
recognizing that you, in fact, and your Holy Spirit guide and direct and surround us all the days of our lives. Thanks be to God. So we're coming to our time of giving, time where we share a little bit of what God has shared with us, and we have a special mission moment today. This mission moment is about one of our sister churches, Seneca Street United Methodist Church in the city of Buffalo. We've been connected to them for a long period of time, having volunteers come from our particular congregation to go down there, do some work, and also prepare some meals that they share with their community. Seneca Street has done amazing work over the years. And what we want to be mindful of, especially today, is that because Seneca Street is in, in ministry with so many folks who don't have a lot of financial resources. And because they are serving those folks, Seneca Street as a congregation is dependent on their sister churches to help keep them operational. That's why they're a mission moment here. They do exceptional work, and so we're hoping that the Spirit implores you to give generously to support what's happening down there. But as we have been having these conversations over the past few weeks about our finances here as a church, we want to talk a little bit about missional giving as well as regular giving. And Linda's going to come up today and share a few thoughts with you on that. Good morning. I'm here to speak as a member of the finance team. As you should know by now, our expenses have exceeded donations for quite a while now. Something will need to change. I'm hoping the change will be additional donations. If not, it will need to be something else. First, for those who don't know me, my name is Linda Zanke. I've been coming here since 2006, a member since 2007. I have been involved in music ministries, such as choir and bells, worship ministries, such as serving communion, altar care, liturgist. And I've been a part of many Bible studies and even became a certified lay minister. And now I work here as church administrator. Needless to say, this church is a huge part of my life, not just because of what I've just mentioned, but because here is where I've grown my faith and developed a real relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Matthew 6.21 states, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. To me, this means that consciously or unconsciously, I spend my money on what's important to me. Since this church is important to me, and I believe it's important for this church to be available to others, I make it a point to financially support the church. Some of you will think I'm referring to tithing. Yes, that's a great goal, but not always, depend, not always feasible, depending on where you are financially. I believe the amount you give should be between you and God. Pray about it. Make a decision on an amount that you will give each week or month, whichever works for you. And it should be an amount that you give continuously, and not after all your other bills are paid. But before, this is a donation of general giving to this church to support the church and pay our bills. 
Many people want to give to mission, which is a great thing. We are all about reaching out and helping others, as we should be. But that mission moment you want to support should be in addition to your regular offering, not instead of it. If you think about it, if you give to a mission moment and take away from your regular offering, you aren't extending yourself to support the mission. You're just reallocating funds. 2 Corinthians 9.7 says, Each of you should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. The topic I was assigned to speak about was mission versus general giving, and it shouldn't be versus. It should be mission and general giving. General giving should be a constant, and giving to missions should be above and beyond. If your relationship with God through this church is your treasure, as it is mine, make your donation a priority. This church, our church, depends on it. Thank you. So having heard all of that, let's let the Spirit move in us and on us as we prepare to share some of what God has shared with us. Let's give our offer. about 
Gracious and generous God, we know that all that we have flows from you. Please receive our gift back, because we come with our hearts, not just our things. Let these gifts go to the honor and the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Let's take our seats. We come now to our time of joys and concerns before our conversation with God this morning. Um, We are, of course, mindful of folks in Florida. We have folk in our own church family who have been touched by it. Bill and Sue Tubbs shared at yesterday's service that they have nephew um, and other family who live on Sanibel Island who were fortunately able to get off the island but have suffered some property damage. Tim and Renee shared this morning that they have lost some property as well. And so... Well, fortunately, it's all about property. It's not about lives. We know that there have been quite a few people who have already lost lives and are injured. We also want to be mindful of some folks I'm also connected to who are on the island of Puerto Rico. We know that Hurricane Fiona came a few weeks ago and did extensive damage there. And while Ian may not have done as much there, what's happened is, of course, we moved on to the next thing. And there are still quite a few people whose lives are reeling because of the damage left behind. So there are quite a few of brothers and sisters in need at this point. We want to be mindful of them all. Are there other concerns on our hearts today that we wish to lay before one another? My 37-year-old niece went in 
my goodness. Mm. Wow, a powerful, uh, really shocking loss. Uh, niece went in for minor surgical procedure and passed away during the, during the surgery. And uh, leaves behind three young children, so we want to make sure we hold family in prayer there. Other things we want to lift up today. Thank you, Tom. Tom's sharing about Jan's ongoing struggle, um, having suffered several mini strokes in addition to her other health conditions. And so, also offered powerful testimony to her faith and her spirit as God continues to be with her in this difficult and challenging time. Anything else today? Okay, so for those who are looking for a diagnosis and um, dealing with other health concerns, saw a hand over here. No? All right. Anything else? Then let's go to God together. Gracious and loving God, in the midst of so much challenge, in the midst of so much pain and hurt, in the midst of of so much loss, we come hurting. Come hurting for those who are feeling grief today. Grief that was not expected, grief that is overwhelming. Lord God, we know that you are a man acquainted with sorrows. You know what this feels like. So, Lord, you are with us in these moments as no one else can be. And only you have the ability to go to the broken heart, to help it reassemble, to hold it gently and tenderly and heal it. And so, Lord, for those who need that today, we come on behalf of our brothers and sisters whose pain is so palpable and so real. 
in the face of this overwhelm, Lord, only you have the capacity to heal us and carry us through it. And for those who are weighed down by illness, for those who are not even sure how to say what's on their hearts, Lord God, we know that you know all things, but we come on behalf of those we love today. Where the pain feels too much and the world is telling us something. But there is always a word from you. There is always hope to be found in you. There is limitless strength that flows from you. And we can know your peace in the midst of all of these moments. So God, yes, we are honest about how we feel. And you don't tell us to pretend otherwise. But we are crying out. Because there are times when that's all our hearts have, is the ability to cry out and ask for your help. So we lean in, Lord. We lean in to that soft, tender embrace, those everlasting arms that will hold us during these times. Those everlasting arms that will give us strength that we can't find within ourselves. And Lord, for those of us, even in the midst of these hard moments, we know that there is still joy available, that we can still find those reasons to smile. Even if some of us are hurting, there are those places in life where your joy shines brightly, where the gifts that you pour into our lives are readily there for us to see. And as we have already heard tale this morning, Lord, your power, your love, your strength can continue to shine through us even in the most difficult of moments. So let us remember who you are. Let us remember how you have held us and led us. Let us remember how you have strengthened us and given us the words, given us the joy so that the light still shines through even when it's hard. And Lord, when we know that joy, we radiate it to a world that doesn't know because there are so many around us who don't understand, so many around us who don't know the source of our hope, so many around us who don't know the source of our strength, so many who can be broken by what they see in the world. Let we, your people, offer that testimony that can change lives. Let us offer real help that makes a difference for those in need. Let us indeed be the hands, free, and voice of Christ to a world that is hurting in so many ways. Let us give freely of our time and ourselves. Let us move as he moved. Let us love like he loved so that those who are lost might know what it is to be found and that we, even in our hardest times, have stories to tell because our God is awesome. Our God has done amazing things and look how marvelous they are in our eyes. That's who you are, Lord. That is our prayer today. Let it be so. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen.
Good morning. Our readings this morning come from John chapter 1, verses 9 through 16, and 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 12. The true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light. But the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. But those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children, born not from blood, nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. The word became flesh and made his home among us. We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. And from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 12, Summing up, be agreeable, be sympathetic, be loving, be compassionate, be humble. That goes for all of you, no exceptions, no retaliation, no sharp-tongued sarcasm. Instead, bless. That's your job, to bless. You'll be a blessing and also get a blessing. Whoever wants to embrace life and see the day fill up with good, Here's what you do. Say nothing evil or hurtful. Snub evil and cultivate good. Run after peace for all your worth. God looks on all this with approval, listening and responding well to what he's asked. But he turns his back on those who do evil things. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. light. Now, I got this out. I meant to bring it last night and couldn't find it, didn't have time. But today, I found it this morning, and my husband and I were sitting having coffee, and I pushed it. It went off. I pushed it again. It went off. I handed it to him. He pushed it. It went off. It stayed on with a double tap. I think about a hotel, motel chain. And they say, anybody remember? We'll leave the light on. Motel 6. Not sure how many of those are even around. But I have always loved that. I have always loved the idea of home or a place where people leave the light on so that if anyone comes looking, they will find the place where the light is on. Think about why churches have steeples. My son says only real churches have steeples. Think about why churches light their steeples, or have a light in their steeple. Years ago, when I was serving at the Harris Hill United Methodist Church, it's on the uh, corner of Main Street and Harris Hill, and there was a couple 
whose daughter had died, and they came to me, and her, they had, she had died before I came. And they were telling me about this, their daughter. And I was thrilled to hear about this young woman who unfortunately died too young. And this couple wanted to remember her. They didn't want people to forget. Don't forget, Nancy. And so they wanted to put a cross and flame on the front of the church. Now my son, who was already attending this church, was in third grade, said, Mom, it doesn't even look like a church. People can't even tell it's a church. And I'm like, okay, Jordan. So they took down a couple of trees, which we later heard might have been memorial trees. Go figure. And they put a large cross and flame on the front, this blank front of the church where you could actually see where the historic entrance door was because there was an arch. And it was refinished, coated, and the cross and flame went up, which was wonderful, but then it was lit, which meant that if you were driving up Harris Hill Road at night, you would see the cross and the flame lighting up the corner. There's a church that's on Old Route 15 going through Pennsylvania, down a village, down in, you go down the hill, and at night when we would often be traveling to Maryland, we'd come over the top of the hill and, wah, there was this church lit up. I'm the kind of person who loves light. I love strings of light. I like light in the backyard. I like light on the patio. I like light on our sun porch. But this morning's stories, this morning's gifts in Scripture are not about twinkly lights. Not really. Because John the Baptist, who we hear about in in John 1, came to reflect the light. And he told people, I am not the light. The light comes in the person of Jesus Christ, who is our Savior. He's the real light. I, John the Baptist, just reflect and share the light of he who is coming. And then in First Peter, In 1 Peter chapter 3, in the first couple of chapters, what we have is a description of how we as believers can shape and live our lives. Talks about what we should do, what we shouldn't do. But at the very end, how compelling is it that we are to seek after peace, pursue it, that we are to... Be kind and treat one another as the greatest commandment tells us. Essentially, what we are given is instructions about how to not only turn towards he who is the light, but at the same time, have the light reflected on us in such a way that we might be reflections of that light for others. 
there are some who think about Christmas Eve. They think about one of the most wonderful parts of Christmas Eve. What can we not take out of Christmas Eve? The candles and Silent Night. Part of what we love about that is the reflection and the beauty and the tranquility that comes in that space if you ignore the kids playing with their candles or adults, my son in his 30s. What we're mindful of is how beautiful everyone looks when they are in that light, that reflection, because that reflection is the light of Jesus Christ. And so it is with blessings in the past and blessings that are to come. We are mindful of imagining a line of lights. Have any of you ever been to a lake where they do a circle of fire? Where they light up around the 4th of July sometimes, and they do it at other times. They light up around the lake, and so that when it's a, whether it's a small lake or a big lake, you can see a section of it, and it looks like the, there's a, on fire. I think about our history and our story being like those lights. So that when we find ourselves maybe standing in a place where we feel like we're in the dark, and we've heard this morning that sometimes we feel like we're in the dark when people die who aren't supposed to die, and we have to help pick up the pieces. When we've lost someone we love, and there is a dark place where they used to be, when we find ourselves in relationships or in uh, work situations or family situations or whatever, where we find ourselves temporarily in a place where we're reaching around looking for light, looking for direction, for a way to go. Never mind helping others find their way. In the floodwaters in Florida, one of the things that the rescue teams do is they go take a boat and they go to the house or wherever they're rescuing people and they attach a line. And in that line, what they do with that line attached in two different places is then they help people to find their way. Help people get from one place to another. If you've ever taught toddlers or been in a place when we used to take the kids out when a daycare or preschool for a fire drill, the first thing you do is get them to a place of safety. And with the toddlers who are big enough to walk, you give them a rope with knots on it. And you hold on where the knot is until you get to safety. That, my friends is what I hope and pray for you and for me when we find ourselves in uncertainty or in pain or in anxiety or a place we just don't recognize. And what we do is we begin to look around for the light. Rather than take a pack of matches, which you can't find anyway, you take a pack of matches and you light one and it burns you and you light another one, another one, another one. No, this light is sustaining. This light 
both of Jesus Christ and those who are blessed, those who have been blessed by the light of Christ, light up so that we can not only see our way from looking back, but we can see our way in the ring of fire of those who have been touched by the love of Jesus Christ. The call is that we allow that light to shine through us. That we allow ourselves to be a part of the story that helps others to see. Picture a child. Picture children when Ollie plays the piano and they look at her and they smile. Their faces light up as she plays the piano and they sing. Think about how the song that Melissa sang and we are hearing, I remember, I remember, I remember that you are there, I remember. And so part of the message of John, the Gospel of John is, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and in the beginning was light, and the darkness shall not overcome it. The darkness that you're in or you've been in or you anticipate being in will not overcome. Because even as we lose some of the lights of the world to death or distance or heartbreak, the light of Christ still shines. And we are beacons. We are messengers. We are part of the blessings who can shine on for the rest of the world and our friends and our family. How? The instructions are clear. The instructions are clear that what we should do I'm almost done. It's telling me. <laughs> be agreeable. Be sympathetic. Be loving. Be compassionate. Be humble. That goes for all of you. No exceptions. No hitting back. No retaliation. No sharp tongue sarcasm. Bless. That's your job to bless. You'll be a blessing and you will get a blessing. This is how we shine the light. Can any one of us do it all the time, everywhere? No. Because there are some times when our own faces are downcast. But I'm mindful. Just as when you're standing outside, even out here, where it gets very dark, if you look around, there are lights in windows, in the steeple, there are lights because the light of Christ cannot be extinguished. So don't not lose heart. Do not find yourselves overcome in the darkness in the wilderness along the way. But be reminded that the light of Christ is everlasting and the darkness will not overcome it. And if you can't see it, reach 
because there is light around you. There is light around all of us. May we see it, may we know it, and then, oh Lord, may we be it. Let's pray. Lord, light us up. May we surround our brothers and sisters who are grieving, who are fearful, with our own light and love from you. May we take hands, show kindness in spaces and places where light is so desperately needed. So show us, we pray, how to be and how to see. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Let us make ready our hearts as we prepare to come to the Lord's table, knowing that God continues to radiate that light in our lives and share his most precious gifts. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. His right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread and gave thanks to you. He broke the bread, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup and gave thanks to you. And he gave it to his disciples and he said, drink from this, all of you. For this is my blood, sign of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Every time that you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. By your Spirit, Make us one with Christ. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, 
Make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit, and in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now let us pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Those serving this morning, please come forward. table has been prepared, and the Lord calls to each of us. All are welcome at Christ's table, because it is Christ's table, not our own. Know that you are welcome because of his grace, not because of your worth. You don't have to have done anything special. You don't have to be a member of the church. All are welcome at the Lord's table. We ask that you use the center aisles, come to the front, a server will break off a piece of bread for you. Take that piece of bread, move to the cup, dip it in the cup, and receive both elements together, and then exit by the sides. We have a gluten-free station, which is on the far side of the sanctuary here, if that is your need or your preference. 
You can also receive prepackaged elements. Just simply ask one of the servers and they will give them to you. As the Spirit moves, please come. Receive what God has freely given.
May we find that light. May we reflect that light, and may we carry it into the world. We're going to close with our final song, Go Light Your World. And if you remember from singing it with the kids, if you want to hold up your candle, you go for it. (laughs) I invite you to stand.
May you never forget that Jesus Christ is the one who lights our candles. So may we go forth and experience the light, be loved by the light, and also to reflect it, that we might light up the world. Go in the grace and peace of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.